Welcome to the Sales Unscripted Podcast, where it's not what you're saying, but who you're being while you're saying it that matters. Sales and scaling your business is what drives the engine here. So drop in, buckle up, and hold on, because we're about to shake up the sales game with the man behind the mic, Jim Padilla. Hey, it's Jim. Uh, I'm really excited uh, about this interview today. Had a conversation with Tim Francis, and he is in the, well, one, he's an efficiency expert, but he's got, uh, he's with Great Assistant, and he has perfected the art of helping you get the right help that you need to help elevate your company and put you, take you out of the minutia and the details and putting you back into the driver's seat where you belong. So you're not trying to get down, chase down rabbit holes and get caught up in all the minutiae of the details of running your business. You need to be up here driving the, driving the car. Even just think about your own car. Where's the last place you drove in the last 24 hours, store, gym, church, whatever. How effective would you be if you were underneath the dashboard? If you were driving your foot on the gas, hands on the wheel, and you're underneath the seat looking for something or trying to fix a wire or trying to program the radio. How long do you think you go seconds at best before you crash into something, but you're running your business the same way, right? We tend to try to get, we dig into the details and the minutia and we then who's driving the business, who's driving the car, who's driving the business. You're running yourself into walks, rocks and walls and ships and other cars. You need to stay eyes up, right? Above the water eyes on the horizon, in the focus on the future and what's going on, while paying attention to what's happening in the business, the things that require your attention, instead of all the things that you just feel like you need to do. You're going to really get a lot out of this interview. Tim's super generous with his time, his insight, his knowledge. If you count the word count here, he was probably 70% of the talking. I was listening and taking notes on a ton. He's an expert. You want experts, you got them, right? We're bringing them to you. Dig in. I want to hear what you what you're learning from this and what you're willing to implement. What are you going to take action on, and what you know. So, bring another great interview to you. Here's Tim Francis. Enjoy. This is Jim Padilla coming at you with Sales Unscripted, where it's not what you're saying, but who you're being while you're saying it that moves the needle and matters the most. And as always, we're talking all things sales, scaling, and leverage. And uh, we have somebody coming to you today that is paramount to making sure that you can scale your business effectively with powerful leverage uh, tools. I'm really excited to talk to him. Somebody we've been having a little bit of a dialogue with here uh, in recent months. I love what he does and I love how he does it. Um, he is the founder of The Great Assistant, which helps entrepreneurs get back uh, effective and get an effective and affordable assistant who takes over the very minute, the minutia, not minute, minutia. Let me, let me try that again, back that up, pause. All right, so we're bringing to you the founder of The Great Assistant, which helps entrepreneurs get an effective and affordable assistant who takes over the minutia, the things that you hate to do, so you can get back to work doing the things that you love. He and his team have placed over 200 assistants, including his own, and we're gonna dive into this because I think this is relevant. His own assistant, Sarah, has been with him for five years. That alone is impressive. Handles 98% of his email inbox and has allowed him to focus on bigger opportunities, such as 
appearing in Inc.com and Forbes. And he is working with a lot of people who you will know uh, in industries that are powerful, making a difference, making money, making an impact. Tim Francis, say hello. Great to be here, Jim. Can I share three real quick tips with the audience before we dive into the rest of the conversation? Absolutely. Hey, it's all yours, man. So folks oftentimes ask me what some of my top three strategies are. And so in the next 90 seconds, I'll offer you three of the best strategies when it comes to delegating so that you can focus on the work that you love. So the first is don't use email to communicate with your teammates. Email is a wasteland of no productivity for you and for your teammates. And using a tool that's like uh, Slack or Convo or any of those in-team messaging systems really allows your team to stay focused on being productive instead of getting bombarded with the outside world. The second, when you're delegating to a teammate that could be internal or say you're an outside contractor, say you're working with a graphic designer on something, uh, I recommend that you use a tool called Loom. You can download it, it's free, it plugs right into uh, Chrome, uh, the internet browser, and allows you to actually record your desktop and you can narrate while you're recording your desktop so you can explain to people what it is that you want done. Instead of trying to like write some five-page document of how things should go, you can make it far quicker by just recording, quick two-minute video, send it off to someone, and off you go. The third question, uh, the third strategy, I get asked all the time, Tim, what is the best bang for my buck when it comes to, like what's the best value when it comes to getting an assistant? And I've hired folks for $4 an hour from the Philippines and $10 an hour from India. And I've hired from Pakistan and Jamaica and Canada, United States and all over the place. And I will tell you, hands down, the best value for your dollar is going to be someone from the United States or Canada for 17 to $20 an hour. And yes, you can get those folks. They're coming out of corporate America. They're hungry to work from home. We've helped hire now actually close to 250 of those, believe it or not, uh, of, of those talented human beings. And, we see more productivity out of a 17 to $20 an hour uh, teammate coming out of North America than, uh, than the success that I ever had or didn't have candidly uh, trying to hire someone for four to $10 an hour overseas. So there you go, Jim, three quick strategies. Don't use email to communicate with teammates. Use Loom to communicate with teammates when it comes to explaining what you want done and 17 to $20 an hour from a North American assistant, specifically United States or Canada. So it's similar, same time zone, similar, same culture, same first language. Um, that's really the highest value we've seen with getting a right-hand person to help you really be able to focus on the parts that you love in your business. That's fantastic. All great tips, all great insights. We do the same. We have project management software and we have a chat feature inside of it. And you know, the, 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 one of the biggest things about it, it, A, it's efficient. It doesn't get lost in that wasteland of email, but it's also, it stays captured and you can, it's, you can put, you can have it uh, for us, campaign specific or job specific or project specific. So that way it's, you know, if you're communicating with email, the only two people who see it is you and the person who sent it you're communicating inside of a, of a communication hub. If you miss it, your team, your teammate can see it or somebody else can act on it. And it's so much more efficient and effective permanent records. So speaking of efficient and effective and, uh, and, and value for your dollar, tell me about your headset. <laughs> So I was going to get on with some boring set of AirPods, right? And uh, so I, I spend most of my time in Austin, Texas. But right now, believe it or not, I'm in my mom's house up in Edmonton, Canada, which is really exciting. My mom's retiring after 38 years as a kindergarten teacher, so I flew up to be here with her. And so uh, when, when Jim said, you know, do you want to throw on a headset, I went, 
Heck yeah. And I went down to the basement where I've got two drum kits from when I was a touring drummer. Yes, I've still left it in my mom's house in a different country. And attached to that drum set, I have some studio level headphones that isolate and allow me as a drummer to be able to focus on the click track and what the mix is um, from my days as a pro drummer. So different lifetime, but still lots of really great current stories about it. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely look forward to, to some of that. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit more. You know, you, you mentioned your mom and what she's doing and, and like say, you know, God love her for, you know, I, I could never be a kindergarten teacher for 38 minutes, much less 38 years. <laughs> and so we absolutely need people like her. Um, so tell me a little bit more about your story. What, what was your life like as a kid and how did it, how did it impact who you are today and the, and the service that you provide? Mm. So, I mean, I'm Canadian, so obviously I played hockey growing up in the Great White North, uh, up in a city called St. Albert, which is a suburb of Edmonton. Um, and uh, I've always been really passionate about, um, uh, about business. Um, I've been an entrepreneur. I, I don't know if they're born or made, but either way, I, I've been an entrepreneur from, from my teenage years. And, um, you know, I knew that um, the traditional path wasn't for me. Red, rich, dead, poor dad, like most entrepreneurs do, and most salespeople do. And so, you know, there's got to be a better way. So, Around 2008, I'd read the Four Hour Work Week, and I knew that I wanted to uh, to, to get some help overseas. And my first assistant um, I had hired uh, was in India, and she was fantastic. Like she, great English, super energetic, talented, knew all the tech. Um, but then there came this week where she just disappeared. Like I had no idea where she went. I tried contacting her at the time. Skype was the big way to contact people. Um, no email, nothing. And she came later with just a flurry of messages like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, and so it turns out what happened, Jim, is there was a political dispute and one politician had the electricity turned off to her neighborhood and therefore she had no internet and no computer. And in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, here I am counting on someone who's great and totally qualified and fantastic and she's depending on the infrastructure of a third world country. And in that moment, I just went, there's just no way that I can count on this. So I did what all self-respecting entrepreneurs do is I crossed my arms and I said, well, I'm just going to do it myself. I can't trust anyone. So uh, along the way uh, to tie in the, the drumming part. So I was a touring drummer. I, I was also at this kind of Clark Kent Superman thing going on where I would, uh, played drums at night and we'd be on the road. And then by day from my hotel room or from my home in, in uh, the Edmonton area, I would actually study real estate investing. And if you remember back in that time, Jim, it was like prices of homes were just exploding in 2005, six, seven, eight, nine. Absolutely. Yeah. I collapsed around 2009, 2010. Um, I ended up losing around $100,000, mostly of other people's money. I was a broke drummer. Plus I, I, I lost not only my money, but other people's money. And that was really, really tough. Um, and my band also broke up 20 minutes before going on stage at the Western Canadian Music Awards. <laughs> and after all that, I was scrambling to make money. And I discovered a speaker who's traveling around Western Canada. And he promised he could teach anyone how to retire in one year. And so I thought, hey, that's a timeline that works for me. One year to riches. I'm down with that. Um, so I started following him really closely. Uh, he suggested that I join his $20,000 uh, inner circle. And it ended up being not what I thought it was. And uh, shortly thereafter, uh, his business partner was actually convicted of being in a $12 million pseudo Ponzi scheme, barred from holding securities for 20 years, and a $250,000 fine from the Canada Revenue Agency, which is the Canadian IRS. 
So it was a very stressful time, just kind of going through all of that, losing all the money and um, just feeling like I'm a failure at my band. I'm a failure at real estate. I'm a failure at entrepreneurship, failure, failure, failure. And um, I ended up developing an illness. So on December the 26th, 2010, so Boxing Day, the day after Christmas, um, I went to pick up my family. I actually came to this house that I'm sitting in right now to pick up my family. And just to my left at the front entrance, um, I was standing in the front entrance in my big snow boots and everything because it's December and it's Canada. And my mom asked me how I was doing just a few minutes before I went out the door to go shopping at West Edmonton Mall, huge mall. And, um, and I said, uh, you know, I'm okay, but you know, my ankles feel a little funny. So she said, well, let's take a look. So I rolled up my, my pant leg and, and no kidding, Jim. And it was like crazy how fast it happened. When I woke up in the morning, it was fine. But like within an hour, it was swollen like I'd rolled it playing basketball. And that swelling was not in one ankle, it was in both ankles. And it started moving up to my shins and my knees and the pain went all the way up to my hips and ultimately to my elbows as well. And on New Year's Eve, so five days later, I couldn't stand and I couldn't walk. And I had to sit in an office chair, like a rolling office chair at my own New Year's Eve party while I watched my girlfriend dance with everyone else except for me. It was, it was like heartbreaking. Um, we got three opinions and it turns out I developed a case of erythema nodosum. Um, and it, it, it's like really painful swelling that goes through your body. And all three doctors agreed the best course of treatment was just bed rest. So there's nothing I could do but wait it out. And I thought it would be a few weeks, ended up being three months, which gave me a lot of time to sit, to, to not sit in bed, but lay in bed and think. And there was, uh, there's this one day I'll never forget. And Jim, had I not been there, I don't think I would believe this. So I don't blame anyone if they think this sounds extraordinary and unbelievable. Uh, it was extraordinary is uh, I was just laying in bed and I felt a warmth. I felt a warmth in my body. And sh like moments later, I heard a voice and the voice said, Tim, is this what you want? And in that moment, Jim, I don't know if a second went by or a minute or an hour, like time stood still. And then I heard a second voice a very quiet, meek, weak voice that I later realized was my own. And it said, yes, this is what I want. And I, yeah, I almost get kind of emotional thinking about that moment because it was like one of the most important turning points in my entire life. Um, and I realized that up until that point, I think I was 28 years old at the time, I'd been chasing fame and fortune. And the second that I said, yes, this is what I want, Something switched like a bunch of dominoes started just falling in my head, my heart, my spirit. And I realized what I needed to pursue was mastery. And I said to myself, if all I do for the rest of my life, every single week that goes by, I just get a little bit better at entrepreneurship, that would be a life well lived. And that's what I've been doing since February of 2011. And the quote that really captures it for me, um, shortly thereafter, I saw a quote, it said, hell is meeting the man. I could have been. Yeah. Ooh, that's heavy. Definitely. So, so that's oh. what great assistant is all about is helping entrepreneurs to fulfill their potential by making their greatest contribution by focusing on the work that they love and the work that they're most talented at while getting the bottom level of work off to an assistant. Man, that's, that's huge. And, uh, and yeah, I'm still here guys. Um, <laughs> I didn't just disappear. I just, Tim was rolling and sharing. I just wanted to give him the space to share all that. Um, there's a lot in that and what he was, was, was just unpacking. And so 
Tim, you know, you, you talk about what you're doing and the little nuances, like I, I'm writing down notes here and, and you made a series of some questionable decisions in terms of who to follow, who to work with, who to align with, where to invest, all that stuff. And some people could be saying, well, this guy makes a bunch of bad decisions. Why would I want to trust him to make these decisions for mm -hmm. me? <laughs> you know, I have my own answers to that, but how would you respond to that? So I spent five and a half years getting it wrong and I got it wrong. I, I hired all over the world. I got it wrong. I got it wrong. I got it wrong. I got it wrong. And you know, it's kind of like the person that's divorced five or six times. There's only one person who's, you know, in every one of those marriages. And that's the person who's been divorced five times. You know, I'm sure each of the partners had their own nuances, but at some point we got to look at ourselves. And I looked at all the hiring failures I had. And I realized that actually, if you want to, if you want a great assistant, you got to be a great leader. And that's why in our great assistant program, it's not just a matchmaking service. It's three legs to a school stool. We're helping folks to get matched with the maximum odds of getting someone who's going to stick with them. And we're also offering some training actually to the entrepreneur on tools around delegation and management leadership. And we're also providing some coaching to the assistant so that they on their day one are able to hit the ground running with their entrepreneur. And, and that total 360 program um, is what came out of me doing it wrong and failing with like at least a dozen different assistants from all over the world. I realized that I needed to get someone and I touched on this briefly in the opening moments. I needed someone who is similar, same time zone, similar, same culture, same first language. And that would immediately get rid of so many of the frustrations that I was having and the inefficiencies of dealing with radically different time zones and miscommunication. Uh, if someone is in New Zealand or Australia, hire someone from New Zealand or Australia. If someone's in the United States or Canada, hire in the United States or Canada. Um, and the other thing that I noticed was my own inability to delegate and my, my unwillingness to train and lead was actually the very thing that matched with getting the wrong kinds of assistance was, was the train wreck. So I did it wrong for five and a half years. I hit that aha moment. I realized along the way that I needed to look at my assistant not as an expense, but how can I make the, my relationship with my assistant into a profit center? So yes, I'm going to put money in, but I'm going to need even more money back. And that kicked off a positive profit loop where I just started making more and more and more money and getting more and more time back. And since that aha moment, we've now placed nearly 250 assistants um, and our stick rate is at 85%, which is more than double what the industry stick rate is because we're focused on the whole picture, not just throwing a bunch of resumes um, whether we're hiring internally or, or helping someone else. Yeah, that's, that's so important too. Um, we obviously spend a lot of time hiring and training and developing around here as we have a you know, team around the world. Um, and we're always in hiring mode, literally 24 seven. And so we've, <laughs> we've put a lot of effort into perfecting that process, but we've made so many mistakes along the way. And one of them is that we used to, as a staple, hire somebody and then immediately just like take our hands off them. Oh, you're here. You're the expert. Go do it. And, um, man, that creates some problems. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the difference between delegation versus abdication, where right. you just like throw and go versus actually delegate properly where you're with them, you offer some coaching with you 100%. Yeah, and that's something that you guys teach. That's something you teach, you work with the entrepreneurs to make sure that they're not just throwing a bunch of tasks that is the right task at the right time with the right boundaries, instructions, and accountability. Right, and, the, and a tool, a proprietary tool I invented is called 360 Delegation. And it's a super, super powerful tool. 
Um, it's probably the most bookmarked single page on our entire website. Um, and 360 delegation is very simple. When you're delegating something to someone, you share the vision, the resources, and the definition of done. And the vision is like, what do you want done? What's the timeline? What are the critical milestones? And this is so important, Jim, is share a sample of success. So if you want your assistant to create prep notes for you before a sales meeting, then, then do it once yourself or take a version that you've done in the past and show it to them. This is what success looks like. If you want an assistant to take care of some billing, send an invoice or send some kind of click to pay invoice, show them a sample of success of what that looks like. And it's like a picture says a thousand words, right? right. In the resources section, uh, and I got a whole checklist of like 25 different items to, to go through. Um, it's like, are there usernames and passwords your assistant's going to need to be effective at this? Like to get into your Salesforce account, for example, um, we use, we're not as sophisticated as using Salesforce. We use uh, contactually actually for selling. And so we actually have our assistants add leads directly into pipelines inside of contactually. So our salespeople can just show up and just go. They don't have to like fumble and bumble with data entry. Uh, our salespeople don't have to fumble and bumble with data entry. So, um, and then if you're dealing internationally, are there like translators that you're going to need? Is there coaching that's needed? Is there, if it's a physical office, is there keys or access codes that are needed? Uh, a code to the photocopier, you know what I mean? Like just thinking through what are all the resources that our teammates going to need to be effective. And then third and finally is definition of done. So what sign-offs do we need from you, from a client? Um, is there a proposal we need to check our work against? Um, is there... We do need to store the finished product. Like are there recordings of sales calls that we need to like store somewhere? If we can nail vision resources, definition of done with our teammates, it's like you'd be astounded at how much gets done effectively the first time it never boomerangs back to you. And here's the ultimate ninja pro tip is teach your assistant how to do 360 delegation. And after you do a few and you show them how, now they can interview you to that 360 delegation format and now a lot of the work, the work of leading even comes off your plate as well. That's fantastic. Uh, I'm going to, and what's the word I'm looking for? I'm going to encourage all of you to rewind this last two, three minutes here that we've gone through this because that's powerful. The clarity of the vision, knowing what resources are necessary and the definition of done. Man, it just, we've learned our versions of that and it makes all the difference. You don't have the back and forth and the clarity and, the, oh, I thought you meant get it done by next week or, you know, and, and what does done look like? You know, I mean, I, that, that alone, if you just master what does done look like, will change your life forever. <laughs> because you can say, here, get this report done. And they're thinking, okay, but they have their own vision of what that report looks like. And they don't, and to them done means something different than what you mean. So you can't hold them accountable to having it done to the standards you want it. If you didn't tell them what does done look like. Right. And, and, they, and there's, are. and there is such an interesting use of the 80, 20 rule here. Like one of the first objections entrepreneurs and salespeople like have is like, well, I don't have to take all the time to explain how to do things. Okay, perfect. Here's the thing. Uh, my friend, Mike Rhodes, uh, he's a fellow entrepreneur. He's actually a Google AdWords expert. He taught me this thing called hourglass. And he says, if you look at any task or any project or any campaign for that matter, be it a sales campaign, marketing campaign, the first 10% of anything is leading the work. What's the campaign? Who are we speaking to? What's the offer? That kind of thing. Um, the middle 80% is actually doing the work. And then the last 10% is reviewing the work. 
So if you are tired and frustrated and overwhelmed and exhausted and burning the candle at both ends, it's because you're in the middle 80%. We need to get you graduated out of the middle 80% into the other 20%, which is leading the work and reviewing the work. And guess what leading the work looks like? It looks like doing 360 delegation with a teammate, making sure that they're really clear on what they've got to do. That measure twice, cut once comes to mind or an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Right. And it actually requires, if we're going to start leading and delegating, it actually requires our brain to flip a little differently. Because I'll tell you what, I mean, sales is some of the most high paid hustle work and it's one of the most worst paid lazy work. Like if you're lazy, you're going to make no money in sales. But if you've got a little industriousness to you, you can make a ton of money. And, and so our instinct when we're salespeople, and I got the salesperson hat myself um, oftentimes, is to like, I'm going to go brute force this thing. I'm going to go, I'm going to hustle, I'm going to muscle it like, respect, you know, hashtag respect the grind, you know, and that's just like the mantra of like salespeople. There's a lot of like bravado in that and testosterone in that and all the rest. And the thing is, is that will take us to a certain place, but what got us here is not going to get us there. And oftentimes what, you know, what that means is you don't just pedal the bike faster. You got to get off the bike and get into the car or out of the car and into the jet, right? Or into the jet, into the space shuttle, right? You got to actually change your vehicle and your, your way of operating. And part of that is taking a look at how you can start leading the work versus doing the work. All day, man. I, I could talk about this all day because it's so important. This is the life I live now, right? Because I, I, you know, we have big team, you know, and and sometimes if we're not leading the team effectively, that team <laughs> be the biggest burden. <laughs> they're waiting for us to tell them what to do or whatever. And so we have really learned how to communicate and we're working on it all the time. It's a never ending process. How do we fine tune the communication? How do we lead with clarity? You know, we're at a place now where we're, instead of assigning tasks, we are clarifying what's the objective and having them assign the task and copy us on it. That way, if they can assign the task, they know all the parameters of the task. One thing I really love about that is, you know, in the, I think there is a place to hire overseas talent. You know, if you have a very rinse, wash, repeat uh, task that's very clearly defined, you know, like data entry or photo editing or, I mean, basic photo editing. I know there's some very artistic advanced photo editing. Um, if, it's, if, it if it's a task like that or pulling data and aggregating spreadsheets or something like that, then I'd say, absolutely, let's go, let's go overseas. Let's go to third world country for 4 to $10 an hour. The thing is, though, is you can only delegate specific tasks that usually don't require a ton of decision-making um, and for, for a variety of reasons. Um, we've just found it's way more, like the ceiling is just way higher if we get someone out of corporate America that wants to work for 17 to $20 an hour because now we can say, all right, here's some, not just tasks, but here's some simple decisions. Like for example, booking a hotel. Let's say that you're going somewhere on a sales trip. That's something that, you know, it requires a few decisions, but we can train someone how to do it we can say, you know, I don't know exactly which hotel, but let's make sure it's, you know, within a five minute walk of the conference venue. Um, let's make sure that it's between this price and this price. And let's make sure that um, I can get this kind of a room, you know, and, and it's more important that it's close than I get a certain kind of room. So let's make a hierarchy of like, what's the, what are the most important factors going to this decision? So that's what we call a simple decision. What we call a hard decision is something where there's like multiple different, if this, then that situations like, I didn't realize until I sat down and actually started drawing a flow chart on this, but booking a flight is remarkably complex. Like, is it more important that you're at the front of the plane? Is it more important that you have an aisle versus a window seat? Is it more important that you fly to a certain time of day? 
Are you trying to avoid certain airlines because they drag you by the neck down the aisle? You know, are you, are, is it most important that you can buy it with points versus with cash? Is a direct flight more important? Like, it's just like, oh my God, there's all these factors and how do you train someone to book that flight for you? So that's a hard decision. So we've got simple tasks, we've got simple decisions, we've got hard decisions and the top of the chain is actually delegating outcomes, right? And so when you can say to someone, uh, here's the outcome of what I want, go. Like, that's like the highest level. That's super powerful, right? It's kind of like if you're a sales manager and you can hire a salesperson and they've got a ton of experience in the industry and they, you know, they're really tight on their sales methodology, tone, timing, and uh, technique and all the rest. And you're able to say, all right, go, go bring me a million dollars this year. Like someone, when you can delegate an outcome at that level, that's the dream, right? And now uh, with an executive assistant, they typically don't start in that place. In fact, that's usually not even the lowest hanging fruit. But when you are getting someone who's from similar same time zone, similar same first, uh, uh, similar same culture and same first language, the ceiling of them getting there is now totally possible and even, and even likely if they're coming out of corporate America. So the, the best example I have of that is it was, I think, year two or three that, that my executive assistant was working with me. Um, she kind of like rat, rode shotgun with me as I was um, putting together a, in a, a big event. Um, actually at a castle in Canada. It was really cool. It was actually the 80-20 summit is something that we hosted. Um, and then the next year she was kind of like a co-producer with me. And then in the third year we moved the event to San Diego. Um, and uh, she actually was the producer of the event. And so I was able to say to, to my executive assistant, here's the 30, here's a $31,000 budget. Here's where I, you know, here's some guidelines around the kind of hotel I want, the kind of experience I want it to look like. Um, can you make that happen? She said, yes. And certainly I helped her, you know, along the way with some questions, but I'm telling you, Jim, every pin, every lanyard, every notebook, every cup of coffee, every meal, every piece of AV, the live stream that happened to an internet audience flying in Perry Marshall. I see you've got his book on your shelf, 8020 sales and marketing. Um, yeah, you know, getting him in, getting his team in accommodations for everyone flying our whole team in from around North America. Like Sarah did all of that. She did all of that. And I could focus on just creating content and being, you know, the, the lead singer of the band, just stroll on stage and deliver the content. And that was absolutely amazing. So I think who you hire definitely is a huge success factor. And there's something to be said about paying a little bit more to get that higher level talent. You put a few extra dollars in on the front and on the back end, you can make thousands and thousands and thousands more. That's awesome. Um, you know, like I said, we could do this all day. Uh, let's, let's pull back from this a second. We're, we're talking a lot about some specifics and details, and, and this is a clinic on, on delegation stuff, which is fantastic. <laughs> um, what's, what's the bigger picture of this? Why does this even matter? Like, what, are you, what are you trying to create here? Love that question. So I can share that by just even sharing a story. I was talking to one of our clients, and we have clients in a wide range of different industries. Yes, we have salespeople. We also have people who sell stuff on Amazon. We have expert authors people who have podcasts. Um, we have people who have like a Pilates studio. We have psychologists, we have lawyers, we have people in a huge range of industries. So this, this woman, and, and actually on the, uh, you can actually see this interview. Um, if someone wanted to see the whites of the eyes of this, this human being, uh, it's on the great assistant YouTube channel uh, right now it's live. So she's a, uh, she's a, uh, she's a psychologist. Um, I always forget what the proper term is for that. And I, I'm sorry in advance if I'm not sensitive to that. So uh, she helps youth who are suicidal by doing uh, psychology sessions with them to help them get through whatever it is that they're dealing with. And I sat down with her just to hear about her great assistant experience. 
And she said to me, you know what, Tim, it's absolutely been one of the most profitable decisions I've ever made because yes, I'm making an extra $10,000 a month right away. I was able to take on that much more in terms of patient load or, 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 or client load. And she said, and that's fantastic. And that makes it a sound business decision. But ultimately that's not anywhere near why I am here helping youth who are suicidal. She said, I'm here to save lives. I'm here to save families and I'm here to alter like the future for every single one of the, the youth that come through my office. So she was sharing this all before I ever interviewed her on it. Um, but she repeats pretty much the same thing in that interview. And, and I just got thinking about it. And, and so here she is making a difference, like literally a life-saving difference for a certain patient load. She gets an assistant. She's been able to double the number of patients that she can save. That's double the number of lives that she's going to be saving. That's double the number of families that aren't devastated by a suicide attempt or, or even a successful suicide. On top of that, she said, you know, Tim, we thought we'd have to get a front desk secretary to meet and greet people, coordinate things and whatnot. And because we got an executive virtual assistant, we don't need to use that space anymore. And so they literally have changed their remodeling plans. And instead of going from three offices to see patients to six, plus a secretary desk, they can go from three to seven because that spot, that floor of space that was going to be used for the secretary desk can now be an extra room to see patients. And now she can take on yet another clinician to be able to see. So like Jim, I think that great assistant on the surface, you can say, oh yeah, we help you not only get in a great assistant, but keep a great assistant. You know, yes, that's on the surface. A layer deeper than that is we help you get your time back for sure. And your headspace back. So you can focus on the big things. Again, I think another layer beyond that is we help you to fulfill your destiny and make your highest contribution in this lifetime. And at the highest level and the widest level and the deepest level, is we help you in the impact that you make on your customers. And I know that if I can help one person, for example, this woman, a, a clinical psychologist, to now go and save twice as many lives, and I can do that with her at 11 o'clock in the morning and bring her into the program, and at 12 o'clock I'm helping someone who helps people recover from, you know, from injuries by, through their Pilates studio, and then at two o'clock I'm helping someone who's a sales expert to now be able to like, it's just such a multiplier, Jim. It's absolutely right. incredible when we can help people get into their zone of genius and make their highest level of contribution. So how, now you mentioned the you, you said that a few times, who is the you? So the principles that I'm sharing can be used even by non-business owners. Like if you're a salesperson, even if you're not a salesperson, you can use it. I mean, in fact, if you're a salesperson and you never have an assistant, but you have your teammates like around you delegate to you using 360 delegation, like your life will even be better because you're now getting the full picture, right? So, so the right. principles I'm sharing are ubiquitous in terms of working together with people. Heck, I've even heard of parents using 360 delegation with their kids, in, which is unexpected, but really effective. Um, I would say our service and the way that we're built is specifically best tailored for entrepreneurs, including salespeople, who are based in the United States or Canada and are generating at least $100,000 a year 
in commissions or revenue for their business and have the desire to get rid of a bunch of lower level work so that they can focus on the higher end. We, we are especially effective with anyone who's in like kind of a professional service type setting. And so that could be, a, um, you know, an, an accountant, a mortgage broker, a real estate agent, any of those professional services. We've certainly helped in the health area as well, where we are not as effective. I think that's just as important as knowing who we, we don't help as much is if someone is selling products in a retail brick and mortar location, that one's a little tougher for us to crack. We can help services that have a brick and mortar location like the Pilates studio, like the law firms we've helped, like the you know, psychologists we've helped to sell a product though. Like now there's just so much work with like helping with stock shelves and grab receipts out of the till and some of the physical type work on location. Right. We can make a difference there, but it's just not quite as potent. And I'm going to put a bug in your ear because I know everybody listening here, you're all either sales pros or business owners who are scaling. And as a sales professional, this is something that I, nobody ever had to teach me this. To me, it was just common sense. Um, I always was the one to hire an assistant as soon as I needed one. If I, you know, I wanted to be on the phone talking to people to sell and convert. Everything else outside of that, I wanted somebody else doing for me. I said, hey, update these numbers. I could just give them a message. They could update the numbers. I could give them something to send. They would send it out. I was choreographing the exercise, but somebody else was doing it. That alone, you know, if you know what, what juices you, you know what makes you the most money and you can, you can leverage yourself so that you can be doing what makes you the most money or the greatest impact, then start doing it. And don't wait for your boss to pay for it. Don't wait for your company to find out, you know, I, I tell our sales team that all the time. You want to, Way easier conversation for you to come to me and say, hey, I, I got to make a long distance call. Um, I can't make that call because I don't have a way to do it. Would you pay for it? That, you know, that's a conversation I, I might have. I'm totally down for the conversation of, hey, I had 20 clients. Those last three sales I made, they were in Australia. I, I paid that out of my own pocket. You guys open to paying for a calling plan for me? Whoa, this guy's already taken action. He's already taken the initiative. He's doing those things. Yeah, I'm much more inclined to reimburse that activity. I love that. Yeah. It's kind of like you don't yell at the fire pit for not giving you heat. If you haven't first put the kindling and the wood and struck a match, like, you know, you got to put the inputs in first before you can expect to get the outcome. Exactly. I, I love what you're saying around like having an assistant support. And, and by the way, I view all salespeople as professional service providers, even if you are selling a physical product. Right. Um, and uh, if, if there's one last kind of like nugget I can share uh, I realized a while ago that it's all about becoming the surgeon in the room. Maybe that sounds like a bit of a funny analogy, but if you stick with me for just a moment here, what does a surgeon do, right? Like if we were to take a look at all the steps of surgery from diagnosing to preparing the room, preparing the patient, getting the nurses there, getting the supplies, getting the extra blood into the room, like all, like everything. And then the surgery, and then there's paperwork and finance to deal with and cleaning up the room and on and on and on. Like there, there could be like 500 to a thousand steps in the actual process of surgery. A surgeon does only three categories. They do strategy, they do high level skill, and they do high level access, that's it. Everything else is done by everyone else. So I think of my business as having a bunch of little surgery rooms and how can I pop in, do the surgeon part, and then leave. Yep. And so for me, one of the surgery rooms that I have is sales. And so we've set up my Google Calendar we use, I can't remember if it's Calendly or Time Trade or something like that, 
to create a, an appointment in both my calendar and the prospect's calendar. And every time my executive assistant sees one of those pop into the calendar, she'll add a second entry. You know how you can put, uh, we use Google Calendar, you can put things at the same time. Yeah. So uh, two entries, at the, you know, at 11 o'clock, there's two entries. And one is going to be that the client sees and the other is private, just that only I see. Right. And in it, uh, my executive assistant puts a link to all my prep notes. And so she's ahead of time taken their intake form because everyone who's interested in getting an assistant from us goes through a prep form, just talks about their business, their website, what business they're in, what kind of work they like to get off their plate, that kind of thing. She'll take all those responses, paste it into one spot. She'll take their contact information from another place, paste it into one spot. She'll take all the information she's got, put it in one place. And so I can literally click on that meeting detail 90 seconds before a sales meeting. Total stranger I've never met before. And in 90 seconds, I can scan that form and I'm ready to go. I can take sales meetings when things are really cooking. Um, and I've done this before. A sales meeting at 10 a.m., 11 a.m., 12 a.m., uh, sorry, 12 p.m., 1 p.m., 2 p.m., 3, 4, 5 o'clock. We're talking like six, seven, so like I've had so many sales meetings back to back, I couldn't even get up to pee. Now, maybe you don't want to do that. But right. for me, it just totally spoke to what it's like to be the surgeon in the room when I could just pop into, you know, virtual meeting room after virtual meeting room, make the sale, make yeah. the sale. It was so powerful. I was able to double the revenue of the company just from that by me being available to do the thing that makes the gear turn, which is me being face-to-face -face with customers. And that's fantastic. And I'll, I'll give you a, a, a plus one on that. Um, that's similar to what we do here. The only thing I, I would add to that is spend 30 minutes the day before mm. doing each of those notes for the next day. And those <laughs> hour long calls will become 30, 40 minute long calls because you'll highlight the areas you want to really diagnose and dive into. So you're even more prepared, but then you just show up, put on the gloves, go in, do your surgery and leave and get, and then you have time to go pee between the next calls. Yeah. <laughs> I just learned something. I'm not at all surprised. <laughs> Thanks Jim. Yeah. Good stuff, man. We could do this, but definitely have to have another follow-up call. Um, I want to challenge y'all to take this and implement. Take you, you, there's no way you don't have a laundry list of action items right now that you can move on. And please be encouraged. I know Tim wants to see you take it and put it to action. If you want more help because you're seeing, wow, this is so much, I don't even know where to start and I need to have a priority and an action plan. Tim, how do we solve that? So we've got two free opportunities, which I think are really exciting. So one is I talked about a few different tools. We talked about 360 delegation. Um, that's one of the tools that we've developed. You can download that for free at greatassistant.com forward slash toolbox. So again, that's greatassistant.com forward slash toolbox. And there you'll see an opportunity to download a whole suite of different, um, uh, different PDFs and templates and, and whatnot. And uh, then the other resource that I, I can offer, um, we do a couple different kinds of calls. One is a 60 minute discovery call. If someone knows that they want to explore our services, if you're not quite there, we actually have a 30 minute planning session. And in that planning session, we may not even talk about our service at all. We're just here to help you start unpacking your brain to see what the opportunities are. We'll help you identify three things. Number one, where are the, where are the bottlenecks in your day to day? Secondly, what are the breakthrough opportunities? So what is it that you're missing out on right now that you could do if we could magically wave a wand and give you an extra 10 hours a week? And then the third thing that you'll be clear on is what are the first three things that you could go and tackle? Whether you ever hire us or not, we want you to be able to have that clarity of where you're bottlenecked, what the breakthroughs are, and what the next actions are of what you could delegate first to an assistant, wherever you get them from. 
that session is complimentary. Um, that 30 minute planning session, if you want, we won't even talk about great assistant. Like it's entirely up to you. You're in the driver's seat. We just know that the gift of getting an assistant, whether it's through us or anyone else starts with a great plan. And we've done this hundreds of times. We're happy to help. And to do that, yeah, just head over to greatassistant.com. Perfect. And again, the, the notes will be here. Or those links will be in the message notes. So go to salesandscripted.com into the show notes here and just and, and dive in. Um, so if you're on the treadmill right now or driving, don't worry about it. We got you covered. We'll get you there. But I, I really want to see this in action. There's no reason you shouldn't be immediately more effective and streamlined starting today with the stuff you've already learned. And you can 10X that or dare say even 100X that if you have a conversation with Tim and his team and make it go. And then let me know what's working for you because uh, you know we're always looking to fine tune this as well. So really appreciate it, Tim. Uh, appreciate your time, appreciate your wisdom and your insight and how much, uh, how much generosity you shared with. And uh, we look forward to getting you on again and, and taking a deeper dive into this. All right, Jim, I'll show them where to go from here, man. Look, if you love what you're hearing, here is a great way to get more. You can get a free month's access to our awesome drop-in coaching group. Here's all you got to do. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and share it. Let us know when you do at salesunscripted.com forward slash get more. Look for the share your review button on the page. That's all you got to do. We'll see you next week.